together somewhere here in the middle. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a good niche market within that. <clears throat> yeah, and especially just because it's it's a little lonely sometimes. You know, being what? like you mean, you mean doing what we do and being entrepreneurial is lonely. Oh yeah. Well, we have such a for, for we have one, such a large support network. <laughs> yeah, for one, for one, the mat based work is just like oh good. Uh, you know, I have like what three other people maybe I can get work from in town, and yeah. like you know, I can go to Thai Massage Jam late at night on Thursdays. Which usually by the time I get to Thursday evening, I'm almost like, I'm not, no, yeah. I'm not leaving the house right now. Um, <laughs> or like spend three hours with you, which is fun, but I honestly just don't want to spend that much time <laughs> all the time. And, uh, yeah, I want to get, uh, I'd love to get more mat based people <laughs> just in Austin. Period. <laughs> it's fairly easy to do. We just have to build, uh, the folks yeah. who are running the time jam just have to pick it up and continue to push. Um, I've, Oh man, as much, as many obstacles as life throws at me, I am so stubborn. Uh, which means I will probably never stop tweaking, collaborating, building, mm -hmm. growing, pushing forward. And in fact, the more obstacles I run up against, the more my my horns come out and I start mm -hmm. charging. Yeah, I definitely go through my lulls and like depressive periods, but I always eventually I get more stubborn than my depression and. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, I don't care what you want today. I want this. <laughs> so you had mentioned off camera um, a little bit of stuff about Me Too. I think what I'd like to do is kind of dive into that and then go yeah. back to website stuff, which is more your area of expertise, maybe even mat-based work and like mm -hmm. dealing with the marketing packaging of that. Um, one of the reasons I've been trying to find, actually, and seek out more women in my industry to have on the podcast is to have these discussions. Because mm -hmm. when I go into a Facebook forum and say Me Too, uh, <laughs> as I, I get a, descended upon by hate mail, you know, called a misogynist and mansplaining asshat and I don't know. all Might as a well, like, things. wear yeah. a big red target that says, like... Yeah. I love murdering children. And <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's been your experience? And I mean, me too, you know, came into the culture and then I kept wondering how it was going to affect massage culture, like our industry specifically, but what's been, what's been your experience? I mean, for me personally, my practice, like there's been no change, you know, it's not any different than it was before. Um, and, you know, I think we talked a bit about when um, everything first kind of blew up in 2017 um, with, like, Weinstein and a bunch of other people and all the testimonials and stuff. And then there was a lot of people, like, friends, family, you know, all over social media sharing the things that happened to them. And I decided to join in on that. So on the one side, on the personal side, I shared, you know, obviously not any details because, frankly, that's nobody's fucking business. But I shared that, you know, 
I experienced abuse in my past and they don't deserve my protection anymore. And, uh, you know, I'm no longer willing to be silent about it because that's what I did for a long time. I just never spoke of it. Um, and that doesn't help anybody. Like, it's not a fun subject. Nobody likes talking about it. But, you know, if you're unwilling to acknowledge these things happen, then they continue happening. Um, and that was a big thing. So on the personal side, one thing that happened with the Me Too stuff was after I made that post, uh, my older stepsister contacted me. And for the reference, my family is really crazy and complicated. So everybody, I'm going to say brother or sister, but it's more likely they're a half or step sibling. I just don't feel like dealing with all of that. And they're my family anyway. Um, so she messaged me and asked if it was a particular person that she suspected because she had heard other things about this person in our family. And I confirmed and she was like, okay, so I'm going to talk to Andrea, my other sister. And, um, you know, that part of the family is not going to be part of gatherings anymore, especially if you're there. So they basically like, she took the time to sit down and say like, we love you and you're important to us. And, you know, we will not disown you for what happened. Um, and that was a big thing. That was a big part of why, you know, 15 years ago when all that junk happened, um, I didn't say anything because this individual was beloved by everyone, you know, um, and, you know, how could they possibly do anything like that, you know, be capable of those things? And uh, I was convinced that I would be the one tossed aside because I was the newer family member. You know, by all accounts, you know, we'd only been blended for five years or so, you know, lots of teenage drama and everything. Um so that was honestly a big weight lifted personally. And that allowed me to be more okay putting myself out there professionally because um, this person also has pictures of me. You know, when I was young and we were in a relationship. So, you know, it wasn't as common then because camera phones weren't as ubiquitous, but it was still a thing. Um, and I received regular threats that like my pictures would be shared if I ever said or did anything or if I didn't do certain things. And, um, and I held on to that fear of blackmail for more than a decade. Um, and sometimes it still comes back. I still have to fight it regularly. So, in that respect, you know, me too didn't change that much for me other than me making changes. Um, and as far as professionally, it kind of gave me a platform to be angry um, in a way that is acceptable because nobody accepts women's anger as a, a you know, as a thing uh, that can be. Not one of those. <laughs> <If> I, <laughs> no, thankfully you're not. If I that's see why I like you. On the street, 
pitchforks and torches, I'm like, what did somebody do? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so in that respect, it, it gave me the license to kind of write this big, long post for my website and say, basically, go, look, this isn't fucking acceptable. It's not acceptable here. It's not acceptable in massage. Like, I don't care if you want sex or you want to get sex work. Like, do it. Fine. Whatever. You know, make sure everyone's consenting and don't conflate it with massage. It's not what I do. It's not what I want to do. Um, But I have no issue with people who want to do that or want to. And at this point, like, I haven't... I haven't ever really gotten solicited either, especially since I've been out on my own because I don't know. I think something about what I put out there is just like, I make it so obvious that it's not an option that nobody tries. So when you say that, and I'm curious, um, I have women in my classes, 80% of the industry is women Mm-hmm. I'm trying to give them business advice, and then I started bashing into me too because I'm like, wow, like I have to deal with the entire social construct that they're trying to operate mm-hmm. their business. So how do I keep women safe? How do I listen to them as an ally? How do I promote safe practices when I, as a guy, don't always have the same exact issues? Right. And you know, I would tell women in class, listen, go to a gun range, shoot guns, and take videos of that and put it on <laughs> And then do Brazilian jiu-jitsu and take videos of that and put it on your website and see what happens. And it was my <laughs> joking way of, of them using the website as a front page in right. their advertising to be able to exactly. explain who they are and steer the conversation. Mm-hmm. When you talk about steering that conversation, what do you think it was, since you deal with websites, this is your area, what was it on your website that generally steered people away from thinking you were a sex worker? Women have this issue constantly, and I don't think the general public is aware. Yeah, and it's it's funny, you know, someone in Badass Body Workers got all kinds of mad at me for the objective feedback I gave her on her website. And she's local, too, which was real funny. And, you know, I will tell you, this person's website, to give you an idea of, like, what screams I might do sex for you versus my website, which doesn't do that. Um, So this person's website um, was clearly, like, built with a template. You know, like, they went through Wix or Squarespace or whatever, like, real basic. Like, they picked two or three colors. There's not a lot of photos or graphics. You know, it's real. There's next to no effort. Like, it looks sloppy. Like, there's typos everywhere. The descriptions are just boring. You know, the, like, you know, one hour tailored to your preferences, you know, deep tissue, myofascial release, blah, 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 blah. Let me list all the modalities I've ever studied and cram it into this one massage. Like, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So they'll have descriptions like that that don't 
it means stuff to massage therapists, but not anybody else. And um, it's just like very basic descriptions, typos, you know, not a lot of care, not a lot of personality. It's just like you get massage here. Oh, and their prices were like less than 60 an hour. Oh, okay. So, yeah, like anything, especially in our area, that 60 bucks or less almost always is, you know, a handout place. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then with my website, I've got pictures of me doing stuff, pictures of my space, um, video on, I think, one of my pages. And it's not even all new. Like, some of the content is two or more years old, like... You know, I've gained weight, my hair's changed, you know, the room has changed some, like all this other stuff. But the material is still there. I still do the thing. Um, the other part that's different is that my copy or all the words and everything on my website is designed to connect with the actual person who's looking at my stuff. Like, the average gamer has no idea what fascia is. Yeah. They have no idea that when they sit down, every single muscle in their leg gets shortened. Like, they just, it's not a thing. They're so up here, there's no connection anywhere else. And when you have a massage therapist go to a video game nerd and go like, oh, hey, you need to just take a break and do this and all of that, they're going to be like, no, like, I'm sorry. I have a raid and I need to sit here in the same spot for three hours. Like, no, just, uh, -uh. whereas I go, did you stay up late? going one more level, one more level, one more level, one more level, and realize it's four in the morning and, oh, shit, like, your neck is awful and your back hurts and your thumb is doing that thing because you've hit the same button for t too long. I can help you with that, you know? Yeah. You don't have to take your clothes off. You don't have to, you know, be in a space with if it's a dude with a woman and be undressed and <laughs> it's just like, don't get a boner, don't get a boner, don't get a boner, don't get a boner. That's basically every nerd dude's fear <laughs> with a massage. I guess then, I do have that fear. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> yeah. Quick break. Hey y'all, it's Trent Knox, podcast producer for the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast. During this break, I wanted to talk to you guys about the holiday sale that's currently going on. 20% off of all digital workbooks and videos. Head on over to bit.ly forward slash RGW holiday sale to take advantage of the 20% off of all workbooks and videos. Back to Robert and Paige in the studio. So continue what you were saying, Paige. Ah, uh, yes. So, ah, uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm Paige Evans. My studio, my massage studio where I do mat and table-based body work is Pixie Body Works. 
Uh, it is currently in the northwest Austin area, soon to move to the north central Austin area in January. And uh, you can find me at pixiebodyworks.com to book appointments, design.pixiebodyworks.com for help with massage therapists. And Pixie Body Works across the board on most social media. If I have it, it's under Pixie Body Works. Um, with what we were saying, so nerds and massage therapists. Um, it's this very like almost opposing force. Um, and so you'll get a massage therapist that's just like, you need to connect everything. And the nerd is going to be like, that doesn't have anything to do with science i'm not interested <laughs> because it's it's this you have to you know match these tests you know you have to hit these certain cues and these keywords and you know if you tell an average massage therapist yeah i spent three hours grinding you know on this boss last night they're gonna be like the what or <laughs> um and so i can make that connection that others can't and then with offering the mat based work there's an introduction to touch to a population that is chronically touch starved that is safe unobtrusive they can you know get up and stop anytime they want you know, it's very open for people with, like, anxiety or neurodiverse diversities, like, you know, depression, ADHD, autism, you know, any kind of spectrum disorder, you know, it can be so helpful for. But if you're hypersensitive or, you know, scared that somebody is going to judge you because of the way you are, you know... That still happens pretty easily. Um, and I like being the space where that doesn't happen. Um, and I lay that all out in my verbiage. Like, I make it clear that, like, if you stay up all night, you're welcome. If you get up early in the morning, you're welcome. You know, if you work at a desk job, you're welcome. If you run your own business, you're extra welcome. Um and that's what I do. I point at people and go, hey, you, you're welcome here. Um, and I show that on my website. You know, it's pretty. You know, it loads on mobile pretty decently. I have online booking that requires a deposit. And my rates aren't cheap. You know, they're not, I don't feel they're expensive, but they're not cheap. What are you charging right now? That'll mind um, I'm at 90 an hour and I'm going up to 100 an hour in February. What? You charge more than me? How? <laughs> uh, I charge more than you because I'm willing to. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no, no. I've, had, I've had conversations with students in my classes locally and women specifically have had issues like charging more than I do. And I'm like, why? Like, oh, yeah. I'm, some ar I'm some arrogant white guy who works in his garage. Ladies, go yeah. get paid. Like, I don't... <laughs> exactly. I, like, yeah. that's part of why I charge more. Is, like, it's funny. You are such a good foil and, like, jump point for me. Because you've laid all this groundwork. 
and you're willing to be a loud asshole so that yes. I can come in and be like, hi, I'm not an asshole most of the time. <laughs> you want to you come over here? You know, because there's, I honestly cannot tell you the number of clients that I've gotten that have come to me because I'm not Robert. Yeah. <laughs> and, and some of that is in, you know, it's not necessarily bashing you either. It's just, I'm a better fit. Like one client, you know, you know, they loved your work, but it bothered them that your floors were dusty and that they could smell the food from your kitchen. Yeah. And I have private spaces that aren't near food and, you know, quiet and smell good and are pretty, you know, I took all the time to make that pretty relaxing space. Like I create spaces. That's what I do. Like I make space in the body for my clients. I make space in the treatment room, you know, for me to be comfortable and give my best work and for them to be comfortable and receive their best work. And then I make space on the internet for massage therapists. So back to the conversation about websites, like, I guess I'd like to tackle more. Why is it the general public is still seeking out massage therapists when what they actually want is sex work? And what's the connection between those two? Because what I heard was like generic template website, more likelihood for potential sexual activity. If I could Mm -hmm. make a a generalization. Um, Or rather, it's a lack of effort. Mm. You know, if it looks like somebody just went, "Mm, then they likely aren't legitimate. And that's, you know, that's not across the board, but it's just more likely. And that's what got me in trouble in the Badass Body Workers group, is that I, I pointed out those characteristics, and I was just like, these are things that places that provide this work have. I'm not saying you do that. I'm not saying you want to. I'm not even saying that's your intention, that you're trying to put that out there. It's just those traits match up. And if you like, if you charge low rates, you don't require a credit card to book, you, you know, don't put any significant effort into your presence online and your office is in a strip center, like how many more like things do you need to look? I don't know. And it may be that like I notice these patterns more than other people because I've spent, you know, my entire life on the internet just about. Like I first got online, you know, when I was 10 and 11 and that's when I started digging into learning and building websites and cruising everywhere before the internet became more just Facebook and, you know, before it became just like discussion, social media platforms for a lot of people. Um, You know, I tooled around in all of that. So I got to see like how things progressed as far as like design standards, scam attempts, you know, shitty people um, <laughs> just any number of things so like I can look at a website and ping like four or five different things and be like mm, yeah that's probably not good you know I can spot 
fraud from like a mile away, especially after the time I spent, you know, doing it at a video game company for like six years. So, um, I think that on the whole, what I think what I was trying to get at is yeah, I've, I've said this before. <laughs> no, it's fine. And the situation has changed over the years. I've seen the debates on Facebook groups and with massage therapists change over time. And I used to be a complete pariah because I would walk into the massage entrepreneurs group and say, hey, make prostitution legal. Make sex work completely legal, period. End of story. Regulated. Yeah, absolutely. People people would lose their minds and say, you know, women aren't safe. And I'm like, I'm sorry, women aren't safe now. Yeah. That's why Me Too is coming up. People, John, like, women haven't been safe. Because... <laughs> Massage therapists cannot refer them out. It is impossible. Mm-hmm. So how do I, and that's the thing, again, as an ally, how do I keep women safe? That's been the issue. And I get attacked for those views, but I just think that a lot of my opponent's views are just poorly thought out. They're not, they're not bringing it to its full conclusion. You know, when we're dealing with like a template website, like I see a lot of stuff recently where women are talking about the fact that a lot of Johns, what they're doing is they're only making contact via text message because they're trying to feel the therapist out with the maximum amount of like distance before they right. come in for the session. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause that's just basic strategy, man. Like, I don't know. I think some people that have those feelings like I think there's a disconnect that it's a person that's contacting them and if they're doing it they've probably been successful before and like I think some people don't understand the capacity that some have for being awful as much as they have for people being good and in some ways, like, that can be a good thing because, like, it's good. It's optimism. It's, you know, awesome. But when you're in business and when you're a woman and when you're in a business that is often conflated with sex work, if you're unwilling to look at those possibilities to see what potential flags you're raising to that kind of person that would seek those things out, then you're being naive. And yeah, you're going to keep getting that bullshit because you're unwilling to educate yourself. See, it's like, I, I'm glad you said it because if I said that, there would be oh, like... Oh no, if you said it, it would be victim blaming. And it's like, that's not... But like, I know that's not, not what you're saying. Blaming. Yeah. Yeah. Because then I would be blaming myself. And I don't blame myself for the things that I experienced. You know, I used to. I don't anymore. And that's a a hard thing to move past because it's just like, no, nobody deserves to be victimized. And nobody intentionally does things to be victimized. But, like, you're working by yourself. You're running your own business. You're a woman. Like just sit down and understand that people suck and that you're going to have to deal with it and figure out the best way for you to do that. So for me, it's being crass. I'm very crass. I'm very direct. And I make it clear with my online presence 
and with my presence in person that you ain't getting anywhere either because I'm completely oblivious to the cues, which sometimes social obliviousness is a good thing. Um, and other times because the way I work is so direct and obvious in a way that's just like, you know, I'm not going to like accidentally graze your dick a little like, no, I'm more likely to like accidentally elbow your adductor, but you know, it's, there's never any confusion about what I'm going to be doing. And it's funny to me that I've managed to do that with the kind of body shape I have because, like, a question I get a lot is, like, how do you deal with your boobs? Because, you know, you've met me. They're big. <laughs> and secondary contact is a big thing in massage that I have to counteract. So it's just, like, my target market is women, but I work on plenty of men. And the thing is, it's just like I, a lot of what I do is mitigating accidental contact or, you know, making sure my actions are clear. Because frankly, I can control my behavior and nobody else's. Yeah. I was dying to have this conversation with you because the primary work that I teach is close on and mat based. Mm -hmm. So very much changes the interaction of the therapist with the client. In some mm -hmm. ways, I think it's more physically intimate, but as a male therapist, it opened doors because I could work on people with my legs and feet. Mm -hmm. I could access things in different ways without putting my hands on women and making them feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It gave me all these new options. And then when it came to education, as I was teaching women, I started to see things from their perspective mm -hmm. and then wonder why more women weren't picking up the work to avoid this sort of these issues. Um, mm -hmm. While at the same time, I get a ton of massage therapists who would generally say something like, what I do isn't massage. I still hear that pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. So it's been interesting to essentially be an ally in the industry, teaching something that I think is advantageous for women to avoid some of these issues. But women aren't really like championing that you know movement, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I do all the time. Real quick break. Hey, y'all, this is Trent Knox, podcast producer for the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast. I wanted to let you guys know that Robert Gardner Wellness is currently doing a free trial on their our Reboot Insiders Club. You can head on over to bit.ly slash RIC free trial, or you can go to rgwellness.store forward slash free trial and take advantage of the first 30 days of the industry-leading Reboot Insiders Club, where you have over 400 hours of course video material and workbooks to look at. Back to Robert and Paige in the studio. So Paige got up for just a second to grab some water there, just snuck back in. 
And then Paige, introduce yourself and then just kick off right into what you were about to say. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Paige Evans. I am a massage therapist in Austin, Austin, Texas. My studio is in Northwest Austin and I'm moving to North Central Austin and Crestview uh, next month, almost exactly a month from now. (laughs) Um, I do mat-based work mostly. I also occasionally do a table session and I like to help other massage therapists not suck at the internet. You can find me most places online with Pixie Body Works. If I'm signed up for it, it's Pixie Body Works. Um, website is pixiebodyworks.com. Design site is just design.pixiebodyworks.com. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. So I was where? <laughs> my championing uh, Matt based clothes oh, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of in the Me Too year to help women. It is. uh, It's the best. Because, like, everyone I have come in that, like, especially when they're in, they're my target person. Because, like, my marketing is to one person. It's not, like, a group of people. It's not, like, athletes or working professionals or whatever like a piece of advice one of my friends gave me was to make a character sheet for my ideal client and a character sheet being like a list of stats and you know professions and you know skills and stuff like that that you would have for Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder because those are games I play so she suggested I make that for my ideal client so I did My ideal client is 35 years old. She runs her own business. And she might have a kid, but she might not. It doesn't really matter. Um, And yeah, that's my ideal person. They want to improve themselves. They like learning new things. And they like playing games. It doesn't matter what kind of game. But as long as you're kind of a playful person, you like having fun, and you like being forthright, then you're my person. That's why I think you and I get along so well. And why my, when my ideal person walks in, it's just like everything's great and easy. I had a hairstylist a couple weeks ago. She walked in, you know, did the intake form. I did my usual, like, how was traffic? You know, stuff like that. And uh, we got into getting ready for the mat. And she was standing and kind of like adjusting her shirt and stuff. And she was like, am I too chonky for this? And I'm like, nah. You know, almost nobody's too chonky for this. You know? And I know so many people who would have been like, you you agreed that she's fat. And it's just like, yeah, I agreed that she's fat. Like, she knows it. I know it. I'm kind of fat. Like, who cares? (laughs) She asked a legitimate question. Like, is it okay for me to do this? And absolutely it is. And that's the kind of person I love having. That's 
willing to be honest about where they're at, willing to let me meet them there and bring them closer to where they want to be. Um, which, you know, I don't have a big, like, vision for people. I want them to figure it out for themselves, and then I'm happy to help get them there through body work or coaching or whatever it is they need. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> So from a mat base close on perspective, again, back to that and like yeah. provide for women's safety. And I always, mm-hmm. again, I see certain things in my classes, but I'm always interested in women's perspectives in the industry. Yeah. And it's creating that comfort. You, yeah. It's like, what are the differences you see between table, you know, what I jokingly call table mm-hmm. cream glide and nudity and then mat yeah. based clothes on. Like, what do you see as a woman when it like comes to clients? Because uh, I think a lot of therapists, when I talk about what I do, they don't really have a mental picture of what's going on. Right. So let's see. It's funny. So my table clients, they're usually coming in because they're seeing me for the first time. And table is what they're familiar with. And or they see that my mat work has a minimum of an hour and a half. And they're like, I just want to try an hour. And so they'll go with the table session. And then usually they upgrade to 90 minutes anyway and regret it. But, you know, that's how it goes. (laughs) So I'll get them on the table. And with women, you know, it's. It's very different because most women are extremely unguarded around me. Um, You know, some are happy to, like, undress in front of you. You know, they just don't care. Like, there's, there's a lot of comfort baseline just because I'm not a dude. Like, just because I'm a woman, just because I'm a non-threatening woman. You know, I am short. I um, am not skinny. I am cute, but not like bombshell beautiful or anything. Like, if I work really hard at it, probably could be. But, you know, that's not the point. You know, I don't wear makeup. You know, I acknowledge and validate what's going on with them. I don't necessarily try to just sweep away what they're complaining about um, or provide a solution Um, because that's a big thing a lot of times especially the women I see it's because they've run out of go and they have no one to listen to why they've run out of go so a lot of times it's almost talk therapy as body work because I'm just listening to them and listening to their body and providing the work and checking in. Um, so I, I learn all about these women. And that's the thing is like, it's that personal connection and I 
make it clear that like I am happy to be your friend and listen, but unless you outright ask me, like I'm I'm a soundboard, you know. I'm here to validate, I am here to listen, I'm here to provide suggestions if you ask. And when we're done with the session, you get to walk out and hey, your muscles feel better. You know, I think what I bring is that more in a way, emotional validation more than the massage. Hello? Hey, Robert? Most of my... Robert plays games. Robert plays Worlds with Friends. He plays uh, He plays poker online. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. And them. you're a gamer. That's cool. <laughs> uh, what's your, what is your favorite MMO? Oh, my favorite MMO is World of Warcraft because I am biased and I worked for Blizzard for over six years. So that was that was my MMO introduction, and you know, Robert kind of looks like a paladin. Right after, (laughs) yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Robert looks like a paladin. So, like in the, I know probably probably more like a shaman. A shaman, paladin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Paladins are lawful good, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so they're all about following the rules mm-hmm. and doing the right thing. Well, maybe not based on the <laughs> rules. Maybe not break the rules. Yeah, yeah, more like a warlock. <laughs> uh. Yeah, definitely more like Robert is a shaman or druid. Yeah, yeah, shaman or druid. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like in in relation to Robert's grind. On in Texas Hold'em, I'm not sure. Do you play Poker Stars or what do you play? So which, which lately, platform? it's been late, yeah. Lately, it's been Poker Stars. It used to be Full Tilt. Um, uh-huh. Once the government uh, land of the free, uh, once they shut down me playing dollar online tournaments from a casino that was in Ireland, mm-hmm. uh, I just started playing for free money, and I've been doing that for a while. But it's a lot different actually playing for real money uh, since you can't do that legally in America. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Ob. You can in some states. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's yeah. kind of changing eventually. Not they, here in Texas clarified, yet. They clarified it. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I play Texas Hold'em. No limit Hold'em. Yeah. No. No limit Hold'em is what I go towards consistently. Do you ever so. do you ever go play uh, next to Kung Fu Tea? Because I know they have. What is that? Uh, Kung Fu Tea is like a pearl boba tea place, but next door to it, um, looks the card house? like a. Yeah, yes. the, the, the card houses, what I have done is when I went to Las Vegas uh, to teach a couple of classes several times, I went and played in-person tournaments, oh, yeah. which is very different when you're sitting down with people. You have to manage chips, and I'm not mm-hmm. used to looking people in the eyes. I'm used to dealing more with the mathematics of what's going on and how often somebody raises or by how much. So yeah. I played in Vegas, and what I can say is over the course of time that what I think is funny is people think No Limit Hold'em is gambling to me. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to destroy you. You think No Limit Hold'em is gambling? <laughs> uh, I went to Las Vegas, and the last time I went, I won a tournament. Um, so it was interesting to play in person and see 
the additional information at the table. Um, I'll continue to play consistently online, but currently with all the stuff going on in my life, I just don't have enough of a bankroll to be able to go to the local card houses and feel comfortable mm -hmm. blowing potentially hundreds of dollars. I have to be able to bankroll it to the point where it's just entertainment. If right. I can do that, then it's just fun to sit down and play and see if I win or not. So what's, mm -hmm. the, what's the translation to gamifying massage? Gamifying it how? So yeah, if, I mean, if, there's a lot of different let's ways say, to answer that question. In, in <laughs> poker, in poker, you know, you have your professionals, your novice, your amateurs, and that's kind of the level system for 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 Texas Hold'em, uh, and then for for uh, for WoW or World of Warcraft for for that matter, you know, that system. There's changing. PvP and raids and all kinds of stuff. So what is that in massage? How does that work? Like what um, is what is the end game tier for massage? Well, no, not end year. Starting off. Uh, basic, starting off. For, starting off. Lo level oh, one. What's, what's this? What's level the starter one. character for a massage therapist? Uh, level one is uh, you. You might have heard of massage. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I'd say level one, you've heard of massage or you've given a partner a back rub before. So that's maybe where things get lost. So our audience today is primarily, uh, Mixer and Twitch. So this, I love Twitch. so this, this conversation, uh, I thought maybe could use a gamification aspect to it. Um, so what's the progression for a, a massage therapist? What's well, the grind? Oh, man. There's so many options. Work for a large corporate box chain. Yeah. You can part work for of a your chain. soul slowly yeah. wither away. Mm -hmm. Aspire to be in private practice while, not, while using none of the information page or, or, or I give you. <laughs> yeah. Continually oh, frustrating. Move on to another industry where you go do something that's actually lucrative. You know what's <laughs> the unfortunate the unfortunate part about this is that Paige's uh, Skype is blurring out her background. Oh no! Oh yeah, I did that on purpose. I can't, can't see all that. the figurines. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm at uh, my bestie's house after I was working on him this morning. So if, if you're listening to the podcast on the audio, you won't be able to. Uh, yeah, you can't you see, see it, the literal shelves a, and shelves. There's a massive shelf of, uh, of, of miniatures. Yeah. And that's just one side of the room. The other side is also miniatures and terrain and a bunch of stuff. So, so yeah, if you like Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder and tabletop games, yeah, I'm I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh let's see. So someone who wants their own practice but isn't listening, uh, they might have, let's see, if we're talking in World of Warcraft terms, they've hit level 40 and they can just now buy a fast mount. So they can travel faster now. <laughs> Robert, you lost? They think they can go anywhere. Oh, no, and no, sorry. Even, even if I don't know specifics, I love geekery of all sorts. Yeah. Like, I just, 
I don't I don't sit down and play tabletop games, but when people get into some weird nuance of like mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Like yeah, I'm yeah. generally in favor of geeks. These are my people. You know, I just don't spend a lot of time cultivating it because I'm busy working on my own geekery yeah, and my own you've little. Got, you've got your stuff. For me, it's you know decades of backlog and passive enjoyment mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So you know, I don't mind at all sharing that because it's just part of who I am and the fact that like you know I can joke about yeeting things out the window and some of my clients will understand and some of them will be like what is yeet um (laughs) it's pretty fun (laughs) yeah so being I guess what what I was trying to connect was that um, finding a personal connection with your clients is is essentially the goal Mm -hmm. here whether it's fashion music gaming uh, art Well, because anybody can massage, Mm -hmm. and that's really my big point, because nothing nothing I do is special. Like, people want it to be special, and they tell me all the time, like, oh, my God, you're magic. I feel like a whole new woman. Um, You know, oh, my God, my hips are even again. That's never happened before. Like, I get all of that in response to the work as if it's all me. And I mean, sure it is, but they're the ones that took the time to make the appointment that wore the correct clothes that were willing to let me be all up on them and sit on them and stick my knees in them and put my feet all over them. Even out of your, mind right <laughs> even though even though you both even though you both we uh, do the same shit like yeah. i don't do anything different than robert but the response to me is so wildly different and it's a lot of fun even even though um, you both work independently do uh-huh. you have a favorite corporate chain or do you do you still like have the lesser of an evil that if someone who is starting out, you know, they couldn't work with you or work for you, that they in their in the place that they live in, that's a good mm-hmm. opportunity for them. Because I have like my favorite esports team. Nobody can see the right. the flag, but behind mm-hmm. me I have the Phase fl- Clan flag. Flag. Right. Mm-hmm. And that represents the brand to which has the the most presence to me. But that mm-hmm. also doesn't mean that I don't have a local team that's my favorite or amateur league right it's just like you know uh austin doesn't have like a national sports team pretty much so we tend to adopt from the other major cities in texas like you know you can throw a stone and hit a spurs fan you know and we'll adopt that as like our local team but and maybe this is just me as a native houstonian because that's where i grew up but like the Rockets, you know, or kind of like the basketball team or like how everybody in Texas, at least in the 90s and stuff, it's just like, you know, the Cowboys, you know, or Texas and America's team or whatever and all of that. So it's it's easy to kind of, you know, for those things, find something to kind of latch on to. You know, there might be like one really exceptional player or something like that. And I don't really feel like that's the case in the chains and a lot of the thing with 
the major massage changes that they're franchises. So you can't really say, well, massage envy is the devil or hand in stone is the best or elements will treat you right because you don't know. So my recommendation for anybody who doesn't either doesn't want to work for themselves or isn't ready to, or they're fresh out of school. Like when I was fresh out of school, I worked for hand in stone. I worked for them for two years. Um, if I had had the chance to work with Robert or be his apprentice, I would have taken it. He actually spoke at my class in my basic 500-hour program. And I was... Tell me I'm arrogant. <laughs> all of them were just like, I don't... They're just like, oh, he's just... He's just so full of himself. And I'm like, give me more. How... How can I give you my money to do what you do? Like, give, yeah. like I had, I was still finishing school, but I had already, I already knew there was a whole world out there that I didn't know. And then you showed up and were like, you actually spoke of things on the internet. And I'm just like, oh, oh. and then you, you know, it's the lack of fucks you give helps me so much <laughs> yeah it, it's interesting i continue to work at it over time and a lot of it is crafting a sort of public image crafting. and i think yeah so it's like you know you're thinking about what you're saying as you're saying it i mean we're streaming live i could i could say something right now that could destroy my entire career do i seem afraid no, <laughs> like, because, I, you know, I generally think about what I'm saying before I put it out. And if people are angry at what I say, they can't imagine what my barroom conversations sound like. Yeah. The, the challenge is massage therapists on the whole, they have to go to a large corporate facility because, and I wrote a blog post about this recently, massage therapists aren't taught what they need in private practice to be able to run their own business. Oh, 500 hours of core curriculum. It is not enough in Texas no. to be able to have somebody adequately set up to do that. Mm -hmm. So and I can't barely enough to be kind of good at giving a massage. Yeah. So the whole thing is I come across as arrogant because I'm like, listen, you know, like you said, well, Robert's place was kind of dusty and there was like food and it smelled. And it's, it's because yeah. my kitchen was on the other side of a door. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is, is like, I work on chronic pain. That's my target market. That's mm -hmm. my bread and butter. I'm charging $240 a session. Sometimes they pay me $300. The $60 tip is more than I made in my hourly fee working mm -hmm. for someone else. So it's like, I don't care. It's like there's a, a portion of polarization. I understood mm -hmm. that not everybody's going to work with me, but I had to be able to put out the message to draw my people. And what right. happens to me is... You know, I would literally use this as a selling point in my classes. I'm like, guys, I'm a mansplaining, culturally appropriating, misogynist asshat. I'm told mm -hmm. this repeatedly by women in my industry on Facebook groups, and I am a success. I own a home. I pay a mortgage. Mm -hmm. It's like if I, being you know, white and arrogant, if I can do this, imagine what you can do as a nice person yeah. who's spoken, who doesn't drop the F-bomb every other word. You can thrive. Mm -hmm. 
can do exactly. your own thing. Make your dream. And, and <laughs> there, there have been times where, like, you know, it's been a month since I posted anything on social media, and I'm, like, in a big depressive slump, and I'm just, like, Ugh, nobody wants to come in or see me. <laughs> Why am I even doing this? And then you'll pop up in your, like, Hanes fucking t-shirt and tie pants. And I'm like, oh, right. You know. Doesn't give shit. There's Robert. <laughs> you know. And then I remember, like, no, I can do this. This is fine. You know, yeah. it's 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 that kind of stuff. And, and it's not like a comparative just like, oh, Robert is such a slob. It's just like, no, like... I can have the confidence of a straight white man. I just have to get the fuck over myself, and that's a lot of work. Hmm. <laughs> you know? A lot of practice, and like, well, people are like, I don't it's, like you. And it's I'm a like, lot of practice. Okay. It's a lot of work. You know, it's it's it takes a <laughs> lot because something like it's socialized with girls and women that doesn't necessarily happen with men, and especially in the South, is that. You are to be quiet, polite, presentable, and pretty, and nothing else. You have to be agreeable. You can't make anyone mad. You can't, you know, don't rock the boat. And I'm just like, fuck the boat. <laughs> I was a philosophy student in South Louisiana. I am a well-educated Southerner, and I give less than a shit about people's poorly thought-out opinions. Like yeah. I think, I, just, I think a better way to phrase this is that you guys uh, want to be as relatable as possible to your clients. I definitely want to be relatable, but not. That's the thing is, like, I have to fight being relatable sometimes because I will lose myself in trying to match someone, mm-hmm. um, and so. One of the big things I've had to work on, especially since being a massage therapist and starting my own business, is really figuring out who the fuck I actually am as a person. Because, like, I kind of almost had an identity crisis when I realized, like, I have just sponged off everyone I've ever been around and not really ever settled on my own thing out of fear of judgment, out of fear of being ostracized, out of fear of losing friends or family members or whatever, because that was a repeated cycle in my life. Um, Just the, like, do you okay kind of making a friend, have them for a while, lose the friends, just constant over and over and over, and, like, big social groups, eh, doesn't work out that well. Um so I've had all of these social struggles and with massage being such a social thing in a way. Um, but it's set up to my advantage. I do extremely well with one-on-one things. I do extremely well on things that I don't have to make eye contact with people. So massage, one-on-one, providing service, doesn't require eye contact. And everybody's happy. I get to help people. I get to answer questions. I get to, you know, have all kinds of fun. And everybody's happy at the end. Like, there's no, sorry, I can't give you your account back. Or, no, that was deleted over a year ago and it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, Or, sorry, 
and couldn't verify that because of blah. And it's just like, no, this is me. It's just like, oh, your shoulder hurts? Do you got like 10 extra minutes? I'm good. Okay, let's do this. Yeah. Quick break. Uh, Paige, introduce yourself again, and then I want to go sure. into uh, something real quick in reference to what you were saying before. All right. Uh, I am Paige Evans. I am a massage therapist in Austin, Texas. My studio is uh, in the northwest side of town, moving next month to the north central part of town in Crestview. Um, I do mat-based body work called Lazy Girls Yoga um, and table massage therapy called remixed body work i think that might be what i called it i don't remember um i called it a thing um i am available for appointments five days a week um i also provide coaching and web presence services for other massage therapists at design.pixiebodyworks.com there will eventually be some kind of contact thing there. Right now, it's just like a glorified flyer. But it's a thing, and it's up. Um, you can find me on social media everywhere. Uh, that's just at Pixie Body Works. If I'm on that platform, my username's Pixie Body Works. Um, I think that's what I got. One of the things I noticed about myself years ago is I was watching the show House, and I realized that in cinematic form, House and I were very similar. Mm -hmm. uh, he dealt with chronic pain. He was extremely intelligent. And what he did was he made himself absolutely necessary. So yep. people in pain or had medical issues had to go see House because he was the only one who could figure it out. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, it's me. He's abrasive. He's arrogant. And they have to tolerate him. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, it's me. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, and because I know those things about you, I can manage myself appropriately because sometimes you're too much for me. And I will literally, like, I will block you for a month <laughs> because I need a break. And it's not that I don't love you. I do. And that's why I do it. <laughs> so what's... What's too much? Like, what do you come across that you're just like, no, can't deal? <laughs> I'm dying to it's, know. It's not like a specific thing. It's um, it's like a it's a volume amount. It's a quantity. So it's oh, like okay. yeah. So if you're dealing with I, the constant, we we're constantly yeah. posting. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So like I my social energy 
my meter, my mana bar for, you know, anybody else out there, um, is extremely limited. Um, so I pick and choose very carefully what I spend my social energy and my talking time and stuff on because that is precious to me. So any, any amount that I take away from things that I enjoy to do something I don't enjoy costs more mana, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I keep strict control over my social calendar at this point. Just like I scheduled this interview with you today and another one with Melinda Liu tomorrow, one of my old mentors, for this week because I knew I didn't have my Pathfinder game on Saturday and that I wouldn't have to worry about having the social energy to hang out with my friends. Um, So, like, that's a big practice of mine that has improved my life and my business because my business time is precious and my social time is precious and the energy for both unfortunately comes from the same bucket. So I really have to pick and choose um, what I do. So that's why a lot of like, yeah, so I'll block you sometimes and uh, other times. I think a a better better way to say it is mute, Um, mute, not block. Yeah, mute. Yeah, it's more mute than block. Um, and it's not even like I actually go do it. It's just sometimes I just don't. I just won't log into stuff, or I won't yeah. like if I see something that's in massage entrepreneurs. I'll just scroll. Um, yeah. you know, that's that highly kind of relatable. Thing. Not I think that's contextual. I'm yeah. I'm painfully aware of context and. This is something that therapists, when I'm encouraging them to use social media, they start talking about the difference between personal and professional. Mm-hmm. Mine tend to blur, but I also understand what goes through my personal feed is not what yeah. goes through my business feed. And exactly. there is some overlap. But I think a lot of therapists haven't really grasped or dealt with that to the degree that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like, if I say something in business people don't like, they'll attack me personally. Um, yeah. I had to block someone from my business page because they were threatening to like talk to my mom. Like my mom was commenting on stuff, yes. and I'm like, "Uh, no, get out of here. <laughs> Leave my best. mom alone." That's that Facebook <laughs> yeah. love. And, oh man, I'm just. Uh, I'm I would tell your mama. really. I would love <laughs> someone to do that because my mom would be like, "What? Mm-hmm. What is your problem? Why are you talking to me?" <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I had a question about, uh, you had like traditional experience in this, in the massage, uh, studios or is that prop uh, hand and stone or what yeah, you, do, I, I worked also, at hand and stone in a chain. Yeah. Do you also have experience uh, with soothe or zeal? No, I had no interest in those. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends that have, um, with variable success, but that was, I tried a handful of like out call sessions on my own when I was still working at Hand and Stone just because like, oh, private client. Cool. Um, And it sucks and I hated it and I didn't want to do it. So those services weren't for me. And the I was unwilling um, to deal with the risk involved of going to into people's homes and bringing my equipment everywhere and um 
So if you're like no. a fresh, you know, fresh out of massage school, mm-hmm. uh, I don't actually know how like uh, hair or uh, what, not heritage, but like you know, if massage schools put you place you or in a position, but. If you're like an, you know, uh, a green or a brand new massage therapist related to like a character, choosing a class would be like you have three options going independent, uh, going through the applications, Sutherzeal, or going to the massage chains. Like, mm-hmm. what are maybe you guys can kind of talk about like Robert has most experience of being an independent uh, massage therapist. Right. You also have a lot of experience doing that and also have some experience, mm-hmm. both have experience inside of the studio. What things would make you want to choose to go the independent route, the uh, the studio route, or going down the uh, independent contractor sort of uh, application route? Is there like a benefit? You know, you have your freedom as, an, uh, as your own business. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, the benefits of working for like a corporate chain. And then you have the independent, which is kind of like kind of freedom, but at, or I mean, the applications being kind of freedom, but in some ways, not so much. Mm-hmm. You're making a little bit more money, I guess, on Southern Zeal than you would be in. Uh, uh, I, I think you get more of a cut of the service price. But what I've been hearing is that that keeps adjusting and going down. At this mm. point. So if you got in on Soothe and Zeal early, you might have made some money. So especially you grandfathered if, in or something? Or? It's not just that. It's just you got in when the getting was good before <laughs> things changed. Um, and, you know, it really depends on your area. You know, if, like, yeah. That's that's really the thing is if your area supports that service, then you'll probably do well. Um, and if your area doesn't, then you won't. Like I've had peers from my same massage class do both things, and you know, one lived up in Pflugerville, and one lived in South Austin, and one lived out in Jonestown, and they all had wildly different experiences. So I think honestly with all three paths, it's about what you want and what you're willing to put into it. So when I chose, like I chose to work for someone else first, I chose to go corporate route and I did this based on my experience in the corporate working world, period. I've worked for, major Fortune 500 companies. I had done years and years and years of customer support, like having policies, you know, HR or, you know, paycheck taxes taken out, all of that. Like I needed that comfort in the transition period. Um, And because I wanted more hands-on time before I started on my own because I was still trying to figure out, well, what is my massage? Because in that six month course, you know, you learn, they're just shoving information at you. And that's the best way for me to learn. But at the same time, it takes. I think you disconnected. 
I wanted to start uh, somewhere okay. that was established. You yeah, just sorry, my phone. Oh yeah, my um, my headset's connected to my laptop and my phone, and my phone started ringing. Oh, I got. You. I see. I see. <laughs> sorry about that. Well, no matter. Uh, no worries. It. We are wrapping up on the last fifteen yeah. minutes. Um. It in what you were saying, I think an important thing that it's, we do need to talk about here, Robert, is uh, technology in in massage therapy. Yeah. But it's really what you put into it on all three paths. Massage therapists have more options than ever. And what they do with the Mm -hmm. technology is bitch about the fact that the world they want has not been created because they won't get off Mm -hmm. their ass off the couch and create it. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, uh, you know, people think I'm a prick. Like, I'm a success. Like, I make money doing what I do mm -hmm. and helping people. Mm-hmm. And people call me names, and I go, okay, well, my, my my fans like what I do. Yeah, but you don't do it the way they want you to do it, so it's not so, right. <laughs> so the, the way the medical establishment would prefer I do it is by creating the largest opiate epidemic in history. Mm-hmm. The way that the educational system would like me to do it is by creating so much debt that we have people like Bernie Sanders coming out and talking about canceling out student loan debt because it's crippling the economy. So Mm -hmm. which of these people, Democrats, Republicans, which of these people would they like me to emulate? It doesn't seem to be working. Let's try Mm -hmm. something different. That's my status. Now, I was in chronic pain. I had to get out of chronic pain. I used what I think of as time massage and yoga, blending them to get myself Mm -hmm. out of chronic pain. And now that I'm like teaching this and doing it successfully, they're like, but this isn't massage. And I'm like, great. So I can go train anybody I want to, right? Off the street. I mean, I don't need an establishment license, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you got to pick your poison. I chose mine. I live very well, uh, you know, to continue to try to prove, strive, you know, whatever. How do you practice? The whole thing is technology is going to continue to morph and evolve. Massage therapists are horribly behind. Uh, they're not even remotely keeping pace. It was why I started massage barely in the nineties because they weren't. <laughs> yeah, they weren't even adopting to technology and the things that were going on. I was trying to ask the questions that are for a CE provider that are going beyond core curriculum. Mm-hmm. You can't engage in the marketing of the yellow pages anymore. It doesn't work that way. Man, what do you, they the, they try yeah. to tell me word of mouth, and it's just like. You want me this is a to podcast. get word of mouth attention. It's word of <laughs> mouth in 2019. That's what yeah. a podcast is. They're, they're thinking it's not like the old style and business cards went away. Not even the yellow pages. Mm-hmm. We've, we're adding layers and the massage yeah. therapists, are not, they're not keeping up. No. And it's just like, well, people will just tell their friends about you and they'll come in. And it's just like, but not always. Like, there's a lot of people that do things and then keep it to themselves. Like, not everybody is a broadcaster. And I am one of those people. I'm not a natural broadcaster. And I also attract people who are not natural broadcasters. So how do I get those people? Well, I do what works best for me, which is text-based communication. I make Facebook posts. I talk to people on Instagram. I talk to people in Discord, which I'm sure 
half of your audience, if not more, are just like, what the fuck is Discord? Um, <laughs> you know, I give advice to random people if I, you know, meet them at the domain playing Pokemon Go. You know, that's what I'm going to be doing later, probably, honestly. Um, it's It's about meeting people where they are. And so many massage therapists talk about that in terms of, like, in the treatment room and making people feel comfortable and blah, blah, blah. And it's all, there's so much focus on the in-person that it's just, like, you, you don't understand that the internet is people. Like, internet friends are real friends. And I've been pounding this for 20 years. And only in recent have people actually accepted it like i would not be successful socially without the internet like that is my outlet that is my ability to communicate with people is that brain to hand to typing connection and that's what i excel at so that's what i do the most i write these blog posts effectively as my social media posts and i talk about you know my cats i talk about Pokemon. I talk about that thing in your shoulder that's real shitty and why it's so shitty. You know, I do a mix of like, hey, this is me and who I am. And hey, this is what I do. And why it's so awesome for you and how it changes your life. Like my bestie, you know, went from only like sitting at a computer at work, sitting at a computer at home and eating garbage and drinking soda all the time to, like, last year he lost, like, 50, 60 pounds. He started running six days a week. He was doing yoga. The amount of hip, hip flexibility he's gained with a nerve issue on top of that in the last three or four years since I started doing massage therapy Um is incredible and none of that would have happened if i hadn't been like i need a guinea pig help and he's like i love you here you go <laughs> when i go to a massage school and give a presentation this is what i've noticed massage school owners i have to check with them in advance because if i bring recording equipment or someone is going to film me they completely lose their minds Mm -hmm. they're asking me to come to their school to give a presentation on social media marketing and they will absolutely refuse to allow me to live stream the presentation. Yeah. And I, I know what school they, you're talking about. <laughs> well, there are multiple schools. It's probably most of them. But, yeah. And the whole thing is I'll say why, and they'll say, what's well, a liability issue. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. This business is probably not going to be here in five or 10 years. That's my guess. I, mean, I don't say that to them directly, but right. it's like if you're not going to evolve and you're not going to allow me to promote you and market you and share you, I don't really know what else to do. Now, I know that uh, you know taking me on might be this, the, the semblance uh, or something similar as like Nike taking on Copernic. People are going to burn Nikes. Like, you know, I'm a controversial figure, so taking me into your business is likely to draw some ire. But at the same time, you know, you have to put out a message. 
And putting out a message in these days is not yellow pages. The massage therapists are not learning the stuff that they need. I'm giving away free education on massage entrepreneurs and on through all of my social media. And I just continue to pump that message out to find the people that work with me. Um, to me, it's a lot like I've compared it to the Grateful Dead. Jerry Garcia was on drugs. He didn't care that the fans were recording the shows. You know, it's like, okay, you like this music so much? Okay, well, I guess once it goes out the speakers, you did pay for concert tickets. Now, people hate the Grateful Dead not because of the Grateful Dead and their music. They hate the Grateful Dead because of their fans, and their fans are annoying. And I, I love the Grateful Dead, by the way. Um, but their fans are annoying because they won't stop talking about the Grateful Dead. Oh, yeah. It's that, the same thing with anime. <laughs> that's my business model. That is what I wanted to do, and I didn't mm -hmm. want to care about the rest of the population. And the Grateful Dead broke all the rules, and they you know, mm -hmm. caused havoc for Warner Brothers because they couldn't release a hit album the way other bands did, and they kept touring and feeding their fans. That is, in essence, what massage therapists, to a point, have to do. But, Paige, you've understood, I think, very uniquely just from the conversation we've had. I mean, we continue to maintain contact, but having a more in-depth conversation with you, I can see that you're skewering niche markets. You're letting mm -hmm. people know who you are and what your interests are. And massage therapists are very confused about developing that sort of connection. Mm -hmm. Most of what we're taught in school is like, no, 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 you got to mean professional distance. Yeah, it's that, that very distance. clinical, like you know, counter transference and transference and all of that stuff, which is like, is legitimate, is reasonable, is stuff that should be taught and practiced. But at the same time, your long-term clients are the ones you make the emotional connections with. So you have to learn to manage your boundaries and be clear about what you will and won't discuss. Um, and that can come up organically. Like I've had it happen sometimes where somebody's asked a question I didn't want to answer. And I'll just be like, I don't want to talk about that. How about something else? You know, it doesn't have to be anything problematic or shameful or anything like that. And I think a Does lot this mean of that you can't you can you can have a Patreon but you can't have an OnlyFans as a massage therapist. <laughs> And I don't know. A soft therapist. You can be Robert Gardner, but you can't be Mr. Pure, Pure Relief. <laughs> no, I mean, if Mr. Pure Relief wants to contact me, I'll make him a mod on massage entrepreneurs just to piss off right. the rest of the group. Oh, it's like, he's an entrepreneur. He's doing oh. his thing. The massage therapists keep raving about regulation and all this other shit. And I'm like, well, uh, he looks like he's winning. That video had a million views. Mm-hmm. Well, Paige, listen, it was great talking with you today. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to do these in a series if you'd like to do one again in the future. Now yeah. that you've been on, if you have a more specific idea of stuff you want to discuss, I'd be happy yeah. to do that. Um, just I'll, one last I'll definitely like, to try to have a better plan next time <laughs> instead of like, blah, word vomit. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> what, can you tell them where they can contact you again? They can anybody can contact me um, at Pixie Body Works on pretty much any social platform or well the major ones like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, on 
Twitch, I am Shammy Needs. That's C H A M M Y. Needs like needing, like a cat does. Um, uh, my personal stuff is also Shammy Needs. If you want to check that out, I do coaching and web presence and design work for massage therapists at design.pixiebodyworks.com. Um, email is always available, uh, at page at pixiebodyworks.com, uh, design stuff, design at pixiebodyworks.com, um, for my name, since it's often misspelled, that is spelled P-A-G-E, there is no I in there, um, so if you're ever searching or anything, if you search for page one, good luck to <laughs> Um, that's how you spell it. Um, an easy way to find me, if you don't remember any of that, is, like, if you Google, I think if you just Google, like, Pixie Massage at this point, I show up. I, I checked my search terms recently, and the top one was Massage, and the one below that was Pixie. So that's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, so that's, yeah, that's how you can find me. You can book appointments at PixieBodyWorks.com. I have online scheduling it's super easy um i uh for people who want to receive body work i offer packages and subscriptions to make it easy and a little more affordable uh for massage therapists um and other appointment based professionals uh i am offering uh three spots for design work and coaching work Two at the sprint level, which is six weeks, that gets you a um, basic functional website with booking services and all social media connected to it, including tutorials. Um, and I have one spot for my big program that is uh, four months long and will get you a fully customized site, um, mindset, money coaching basic marketing tips and um, live or in-person tutorials, uh, like three or four of them. Really nice. Thank you. Cool. Well, listen, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast. I'll see you guys again soon. Uh, I can't recall offhand who our next uh, guest is. I think Noel Jose, if I remember correctly. I'm not sure what day that is, but I'll be coming back soon. And thank you guys for tuning in.